Welcome back to Venture Pill, everybody. Here's this week's prescription. First, we'll cover Venus Williams' new plant-based superfood startup, Happy Viking, which just announced a $2 million round from many other athletes, including her sister, Serena, and even Kevin Durant from his firm 35 Ventures. Then you'll hear about Regression Games after they raised a $4.2 million seed round led by New Enterprise Associates and A16Z. This startup will allow coders to compete against each other in popular online games using AI programs. Next, we'll hear about Converse Now and their $10 million Series A1 led by Enlightened Hospitality Investments, the growth equity fund started by the founder of Shake Shack and the company's plans to expand its drive-through ordering technology. And lastly, stick with us for Ready Player Me, which just landed a $56 million Series B led by A16Z and joined by the founders of Twitch and Roblox. The startup enables the creation of dynamic, animated avatars for use across virtual worlds. Heavy, heavy dose this week and no time to waste. Let's get right into it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. First company of the week is Venus Williams's Happy Viking, which just announced $2 million in funding from many other athletes, including her sister Serena and even Kevin Durant through his firm 35 Ventures. Now, this company provides 100% vegan meal shakes with 20 grams of protein. Each one has one cup of fruits and vegetables, along with 1 billion, that's right, 1 billion probiotics and prebiotics, as well as 60-plus superfoods and much, much more. I had to cut off that list. There's so many things in, in their shakes. It's incredible. Yeah, there were nutrients in these shakes we had never even heard of, but a little bit more about Happy Viking. So after she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease back in 2011, Venus Williams set out to help people live a happy, healthy lifestyle fueled by plant-based foods. Each shake is a complete meal and has only two grams of sugar as well as only two grams of net carbs. Yeah, the shakes are ready in seconds and they only cost $3 per shake. And let me tell you, these are certified delish. So 93% of customers say it's the best tasting protein that they've ever had. Um, so imagine, you know, these come in typical protein powder form or even in more of a prepackaged shake in bottles. Yeah, certified delish is certainly no trivial designation. And I'm certainly intrigued to try this myself. With the backing of Kevin Durant and 35 Ventures, along with some other prominent sports stars from tennis, golf, soccer, and basketball, Happy Viking has the credibility and the audience to make a big splash in the space. Yeah, and right now I imagine that they're strictly selling this through their website, direct-to-consumer. Uh, you know, they have subscription options, which are becoming more and more popular these days with consumables. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they develop from this direct consumer approach. Right. It'll be interesting to see if they follow the magic spoon model. And we've covered magic spoon in a previous dose. But essentially, that model is to grow a strong brand, uh, primarily digitally and marketing over social media. And then when they make it big enough, they transition into mainstream retail and try to get on the shelves of some prominent grocery stores. Right, which is exactly where we caught Magic Spoon um, a few months ago, transitioning from that D to C to hitting retail. I'm sure that Happy Viking is probably a couple of years away from that, but given the high-profile founder, the high-profile athlete investors, they may be able to accelerate that and, and find that this gets really popular really quick. I got to say, I'm excited to try it because there aren't too many dairy-free options uh, out there for protein, and uh, this seems like it would taste great and be really healthy, so we got to try it out. Agreed, and I remember Magic Spoon also had some prominent backing from athletes, and I think it quickly highlights the prominence of these athlete-backed venture companies being largely nutrition-backed, um, and you know, not to put a limit on what these athletes are investing in, but I think it just makes sense in the sense that you know, who knows better about how to maintain peak condition and superfoods that are available than, than athletes. Right. I think uh, the general partner at KD's 35 Ventures said something very similar to that. It's like, it only makes sense that Venus is at the helm here and they've got all these athletes supporting them. So this might very well become a rocket ship here of superfood. Uh, so we'll be keeping tabs on them as they launch and continue to grow their presence. Next company of today's dose is Regression Games. Uh, they just reeled in a $4.2 million seed round uh, led by New Enterprise Associates, or NEA, and A16Z back in the action as well. This is a platform that aims to make competitive gaming and esports along with artificial intelligence, accessible for everyone. Right, and to quote founder Aaron Vontel in a blog post, players will write code and AIs that control characters, debug strategies in real time, and compete for prizes in tournaments and gain top spots on the leaderboards. And the games you'll be able to play using the platform will be a mix of both popular already existing third-party games, as well as in-house regression-developed games. Yeah, so that should be really cool. And there's no lack of passion from Aaron here, the founder. He's always loved technology and gaming and combining the two. Uh, so in his blog post, he talked a lot about what he did in high school and later on at MIT, combining those passions in many different ways. One of them being he would build robots that would play sports, like physical robots that would play sports. I'm sure we've all seen like a, one of those robots that shoots a basketball. I think that's what I'm imagining here. So, you know, he's always loved combining gaming or sports with technology or coding. Yeah, those robots that shoot basketballs always make me crack up. It's actually remarkable how accurate they are. Um, but it's just, you know, the idea of a robot basketball league in the future is pretty funny. Yeah. And so we all know that the gaming industry is booming and has been booming and consistently growing for decades now. And there are 175 U.S. collegiate esports programs. And we're starting to see the rise of college athletes getting scholarships for gaming. 
And you also see it at the high school level, uh, both on the esports side as well as we found that 47% of U.S. high schools teach computer science. So there's both a growth in CS as well as on the gaming side of things. It's estimated that by 2028, the video game industry will be worth over $435 billion. And that's incredible. Now, on the flip side of things, you also have the massive emergence of artificial intelligence, or AI. And the estimate there is there will be 45 million coders by 2030. Wow. I mean, those are some remarkable numbers. And yeah, just reading into those trends a little bit more, there's clearly going to be a huge cross-section of gamers and coders who are going to love this new style of competition. Yeah, and regression is just getting started here. So over the next few months, they plan to release their alpha version of the platform, which will allow some initial participants to start getting in competitions and using the platform. Uh, from there, they'll develop it and start adding more games, developing their own games, and we'll see. I, I could see this becoming a huge thing where, where people just are obsessed with competing by, by coding and you know, putting their skills to the test in a competitive way. Who knows? Maybe we'll be seeing some AI games on ESPN pretty soon. I know there's a lot of esports on ESPN these days. This could become one of them. Totally. And we were talking about the evolution of sports last week, but I mean, the evolution of esports is actually happening right before our very eyes. And yeah, super excited to see where regression takes this. I imagine there will be some kind of network effects with a platform like this, where they release the alpha version and a couple prominent participants get to start competing. And next thing you know, it's spreading like wildfire. Totally. This thing could spread pretty quickly. So we'll be excited to see them go from alpha to beta to getting in the mainstream. For our third story, we're going to talk about Converse Now, which just closed a $10 million Series A1 to expand its drive-through ordering tech. The round was led by Enlightened Hospitality Investments, which is the growth equity fund co-founded by Danny Meyer, the founder of Shake Shack, so a strategic partner there, if you will. This is on the heels of last year's raise, where Converse now raised a $15 million Series A led by Kraft Ventures. This latest round of funding brings Converse now's total funding up to $28.8 million since its inception back in 2018. Some cool investors on there. We love Kraft Ventures, uh, led by David Sachs and team there, and obviously the strategic partner in the founder of Shake Shack, so that's pretty cool. We all very well know that miserable drive-through experience. You might not have gotten what you ordered, and you always have to compromise seemingly. You know, enter Converse now, where this four-year-old startup is using voice artificial intelligence tech to put virtual assistants in fast food restaurants to ultimately reduce those mistakes and improve the experience. Yeah, and so diving a little deeper into this converse now actually tackles some pretty common you know everyday problems and one of them being labor shortages so companies right now are facing historic hiring challenges amidst the great resignation while consumer demand continues to surge and the solution offered by converse now is their voice ai platform which handles order taking so that staff can focus on higher value priorities like order fulfillment and maintaining a high level of customer service. And you mentioned that customer service. That's another one of the problems that fast food companies are facing these days. There's long drive-through lines, 
missed calls, uh, mobile ordering. You know, it can't possibly serve the demand in a in a good way with the quality experience. You know, there's hurried conversations that all negatively affects the guest experience and ultimately impacts the long-term customer loyalty of folks who are choosing between a lot of different fast food brands. So any little thing makes a big difference. So where Converse now steps in is they'll be able to shorten drive-through lines and answer every single phone call, given it's an AI, which will go that extra mile to boost customer service and get those folks to keep coming back. Exactly. And another everyday problem addressed here is there's variable staff experience on these teams. So understaffed restaurants force their teams to take on more than they can handle, which in turn sacrifices the quality of the final product, as well as increasing stress across the team. And by leveraging Converse Now, the voice AI platform can help pick up some of that slack and help short-staffed restaurants remain fully operational which in turn enhances staff satisfaction, staff performance, and also staff retention, which, as we mentioned with the labor shortage, is of paramount importance these days. And the last kind of pillar of, of an area of problems with fast food is really the sales potential. Most restaurants can only take so many orders at once. They're really limited by the drive-through kiosks they have or the number of available phone lines, etc., so again, Converse now really helps these restaurants become more efficient through their voice AI, which can handle really limitless orders at once. Now the only bottleneck that they might have is really sheer kitchen capacity. Yeah, I think helping with some of those capacity issues is definitely something that's got restaurants chomping at the bait here with Converse now. And now to kick into some growth stats, because you know we love those over here at VenturePill. Uh, in 2021, Converse Now was live in over 750 stores, with Domino's Pizza being its flagship restaurant brand. Now, fast forward to today, and that number has swelled to over 1,100 restaurants, covering 40 states, and with the addition of restaurant brands Fazoli's, as well as Blake's Lotta Burger. And according to the CEO, by the end of the year, there will be 14 restaurant brands. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, another just really impressive stat, if you break it down, all you want to see if you're a VC is how's that revenue growth. And over the last 12 months, they've, they've seen it 12x. So really great to see that. At its core, I know that David Sachs and Kraft Ventures pretty much break it down by core metrics like that. And they're obviously doing something that's working uh, for the Kraft Ventures model. Now, from the restaurant side of things, it's important to note that Converse now has helped its restaurant customers boost same-store sales up to 30% and increase average tickets up to 20%, all while providing up to 12 additional hours of labor per store every week. So both from the VC perspective and the customer side, they're making big moves with some awesome statistics there. Yeah, some truly noteworthy metrics there. I mean, if you're a restaurant and you have the opportunity to boost all of your sales as well as the average ticket size um, and also, you know, get more out of your staff and have to worry less about labor shortages, this kind of feels like a no-brainer. Um, and I, I guess that that speaks volumes to Converse Now's rapid expansion in the past year. And batting cleanup in this week's dose of Venture Pill is Ready Player Me which just landed a $56 million Series B from, you guessed it, A16Z, 
but was also joined by prominent investors like David Basuki, who is the co-founder of Roblox, as well as Justin Kahn, the co-founder of Twitch, and Kevin Hart and his firm Heartbeat Ventures, as well as other prominent investors. Ready Player Me is the largest platform for avatar systems as a service and has built a vastly popular platform for creating dynamic, animated avatars to use across virtual worlds. This startup actually works with a lot of creators and fashion brands already, such as Adidas, New Balance, Dior, and even Warner Brothers, to help them build cross-game avatar assets, in quotes, that can be used across the metaverse. So as the metaverse gets built out, these brands are going to want to position themselves really well, and Ready Player Me is helping them do it. With this round of funding, Ready Player Me is going to basically expand the platform with a lot more developer tools, including tools specifically designed to monetize the platform and build more services for creators using the platform. They're also going to double down on the idea that creating single avatars that are interoperable and can be used across multiple virtual environments will improve overall user experience in the metaverse and thus help boost user numbers across the board. I think that idea is really the driving force for the platform offered by Ready Player Me, which is there are so many different metaverses that users can enter these days. And I wouldn't want to, for instance, buy a pair of Adidas shoes for my avatar if I can only have them in one specific metaverse. So being able to have one avatar that you can customize and design as granularly as you'd like and being able to use that avatar across all the different metaverses, I think is really the million or billion dollar idea here. And I think others share the same sentiment as Ready Player Me has already demonstrated some pretty explosive growth. So this round follows a $13 million Series A that occurred this January. Since January, the number of partners that Ready Player Me works with has tripled to over 3,000. And all in all, the company handles about 5 million avatars from across its 3,000 partners. Whew, that's, that's big time. Uh, so lots of growth there already. And I'm sure that's going to continue to grow as the metaverse develops and becomes more complex and, and enters the mainstream. Uh, we wanted to wrap this discussion up on Ready Player Me with a little bit of speculation about acquisition. And obviously a lot of startups, you know, they want to, they want to have an exit, which could be going public. It could be getting acquired. Um, there are, there are some other ones, but those are the main two. And, and with this, it really makes a lot of sense that a company like Meta, for example, may very well be interested in acquiring Ready Player Me to bring them into their ecosystem if Meta's true goal is to be the owner of the metaverse, and there's a debate out there as to whether or not one company will own it, that's uh, that's something for another time maybe, but there's a big opportunity for Ready Player Me to be acquired by a, a Meta or another big tech company, which is really cool to have that sort of end in sight, a light at the end of the tunnel that you can build towards, especially for a founder to have that exit outcome. Right, ring that speculation siren. I think Ready Player Me is just extremely well positioned for exactly what you talked about. Some big company that wants to be the platform that covers the metaverse would love to acquire all of the 
IP that comes along with a company like Ready Player Me. And all the partnerships they're building, they're building a, a good moat for themselves. You, you might wonder, why doesn't Meta just do this? Well, big companies like that, it, sometimes a startup can compete a lot better. And you, you've seen the graphics from, from Meta recently that we mentioned at the beginning of this. So obviously, they're not putting whatever amount of billions of dollars that they're putting into the metaverse to great work, maybe as efficiently as a Ready Player Me is. So to be able to acquire them might be the better route for them. We'll certainly see. Yeah, excited to see where it goes with Ready Player Me. I'm sure that Ready Player Me is going to be staying ready for acquisitions as well as just any future developments in the metaverse space. And I think that just about does it for our 29th dose. Yes, sir. 29, about to get married, probably. Uh, uh, the parents are getting a little worried. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, parents are starting to ask questions. Grandma keeps asking about it at every family gathering. But anyways, that wraps it up for episode 29. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Signing off. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibes a little low key, okie dokie. That's alright, but.